Tom, you have to hit record. Let's get it started. Sons of Hanarchy. <laughs> Coming to you live, northwest side of Chicago. It's the Sons of Hanarchy podcast with your host, Drunk Shy Sox fan, and... And Hot Take Tommy. Tommy. On this episode of the Sons of Hanarchy podcast, we podcast. got podcast. We're talking about Welcome back. I just got back from Wisconsin. <laughs> got done cooking some Johnsonville. We're playing games. We're playing games. We're playing this or that. We're playing a little bit of um, pick, the, pick, pick one of the following. Even some rain, reindeer games. And uh, we got two fun segments... He said it, ben and one Minoso minutes. God damn Christmas it, sir. Eve. <laughs> it's almost halfway to Christmas. All this brought to you by us. So go rate, subscribe, review. Oh man, we at here. We at here. I think I'm gonna have to do a giveaway soon. I haven't done a <laughs> Sons of Honarchy giveaway um, in a long time. Some auto- t-shirt. No, like uh, autograph memorabilia. No t-shirts recently. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna have to do that in order to try and convince people to rate, subscribe, review. Because we're falling off on that a little bit. Yeah. We'd love to see some more feedback, even if it's uh, critical. What's that stuff that uh, all the YouTubers say? They're like, only you know, like thirty percent of you guys are subscribed to my videos. So of my viewers are subscribed. Only like five of you guys are subscribed to them. <laughs> I don't know what the percentages are, but you should all subscribe. It's fun. We're doing a good thing. Speaking of having fun, the White Sox had fun the last couple nights. Hell yeah, they did. Broke that streak. I was worried that we were gonna have to do like a, damn, we lost a lot of games in a row podcast. Oh, but for sure. Well. We scored four runs last night, is that correct, on yeah. Tuesday? And six On six three today. hits. That's really funny. I actually didn't catch that. That's really funny. Pretty wild. The <laughs> Twins also had three errors. Yeah, it they, just they, proves Minnesota, like that, um, it's that thing from Major League where the guys, the crew, the grounds crew is, is painting the lines, and they're like, they're still shitty. Yeah, they're still shit. <laughs> yep, they're still shitty. That's how I feel about Minnesota. They're never going to not be shitty at this point. I mean, uh, for the foreseeable, for the foreseeable. You know, they got they got some prospects. Imagine Buxton actually stays healthy for an entire season. Man, I mean, he's MVP is, is what we're Oh, he, he is that, like at his peak potential. Um, But, Tom, thank God we broke out of that losing streak because – Shit seemed glo- doom and gloom for I a mean, hot minute. I mean, yeah, everybody's everybody's dying. Then we can't get we can't buy ourselves a win. Yeah, the the bats weren't coming alive. the The bullpen and the and the starting pitching started to go too. And I was like, oh shit. I mean, when you're dropping <sighs> two or three in Detroit, it's not a good look. No, no, for sure. Well, let me say this really quick. The hot news right now. It's it's Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, I should say. It's Wednesday evening. Hot off the press. Hotish off the press. About ten hours ago, Adam Eaton. DFA, and I got a message from one of our buddies who's a listener of the podcast, good old Ryan Ferrucci. He's been a guest <laughs> at one point, too. He said, when are you DFAing Tommy from the Sons of Honarchy? So, Tom, I, when am I going to DFA you? I take offense to that, sir. Um, that's, I mean, I, I have no other complaints. I just take offense to it. Like, I here, I thought he was making a funny joke about how Adam Eaton and I bear a, a resemblance to one another. Short, bearded, white hair. guys. Yeah. Um, I thought he was making said jest, and he was not. He was trying to say no, like actually get rid of Tommy. That would make everything better. You know, I take I take offense, sir. I mean, it was a jab at Adam Eaton as well, but <laughs> which just it was perfect. I mean, perfect when he's timing. batting two hundred one, and I'm I I think I'm the only person who's actually genuinely surprised it happened i i did not for a minute think that the twitter yeah, campaign were, i think there's a lot of white Sox twitter people who were surprised it happened as well very relieved i mean 95 percent of everything that i saw on white Sox twitter was like thank god he's gone holy cow yeah i mean thank god i guess gavin sheets has been Decent. Exactly. Thank God that Jake Berger is plugged in in the infield. Thank God Larry Garcia is back to being Larry Legend somehow. Even yeah. as a he literally came back from the dead. There's like, no way. There's so no gone. way. Didn't I say that this stays I, though? There's no way he does but this. This is through what he September. does. This is what he does. He literally Streaks. falls off the face of the earth, and you hate his very existence. 
and then he just starts doing stuff that just crawls back into your and then heart. He has like three weeks that that are really solid, and then all of a sudden he falls back off again. It, it doesn't really make up for itself. Mm-hmm. He is a great addition to your bench. He is a great off the bench option. If he is starting for the White Sox in the playoffs, we have problems. Well, yeah, no, you're you're not going to get an argument from me on that. But it's just it literally it's that cycle over and over and over again for me and Leary. It's literally I don't want you anywhere near a baseball, Leary. Go die somewhere, please. And then it's like, oh my god, I cannot get enough of watching you play. You're my favorite baseball player in the world. It, it's like it's over and over. Like it's ebbs and flows, man. I can't get like. I can't get myself out. It's a bad relationship. I'll tell you how, who I feel all that way about is Jose Abreu. But ah, oh, fuck you for that. Well, before we talk <laughs> oh. about plugging in players that need to be plugged in or need to maybe be acquired from other teams, Tom, you yeah, you're going to yell about that. I know. Yeah, you wanted to get some stuff in. So I just wanted to play a little this or that. So the okay. idea behind the game. You could get with this, or you could get with that. Says, get, you can get with this, or you can get with that. Yeah, a little bit of Kia Soul commercial hamster is going yes, on. Yes, that's exactly, what you need. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but the idea behind the game is don't overthink it. It's just would you rather have this or that? And okay. so I present to you two options at a time. First option that you have is uh, social media based. So Wonderful. Right got, up my alley. <laughs> exactly. Because we all know that I spend copious amounts of time on White Sox Twitter. I thought you were going to say copious amounts of time doing something else, but – Making up for the slack that you ha- don't <laughs> cover on social media. I was going to say drinking, but that's okay. That so, too. <laughs> um, we're doing this. Going to games, social media, drinking. I, I just covered slack on this yeah, podcast. Honestly, you're really helping really me out. Making me uh, very easy for me to put my feet up in the, and just kick back and relax. I appreciate that about You've you. done a great job with the editing over the last <laughs> several months, Tom. I appreciate <laughs> it. Of course. Thank you. Uh, and we've got it here, though. Okay. Brian Goodwin's tweet. You all saw it. You oh, all love it. I retweeted it. Party, party, party. Let's all get wasted. That's the whole tweet. That's Brian Goodwin last night. Be good. Yeah, that's that's the handle B dot good. My guy. <laughs> so that's that's this, uh, or would you rather that? So it's Yasmani's Grandal's Instagram story today, mm-hmm. and he said his quote was, "It's him in the cast." You know, it looked pretty gnarly, and he said, "Oh, the second half is the fun half." Ellipses, dot, dot, dot. He's got a lot of dot, dot, dots in this, so just like bear with It's me. like how I used to text. Yeah, I used to text <laughs> like that a lot. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It's like, you know, a lot, a lot of us texted like that in middle school, um, but this is Yasmani Grandal today. Or as 21-year-olds, but. <laughs> that too, that too. Um, so he says, oh, the second half is the fun half. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Don't believe me. Just watch. Devil, devil, devil. And a little bit of rock and roll, rock and roll, hand gestures, yeah. actions. I mean, Led Zeppelin was his at bat song for the first couple months of the season. Yeah, and he when has the some levy breaks. Loki, he's got some really nice uh, wall art in the home. I appreciated that. Good looking out, man. So I gotta say this. Let me answer your your this or that question. I'm Goodwin gang all the way. I don't know what he's saying. Party, party, party. <laughs> let's all get wasted. Whether that's about the White Sox breaking the losing streak. Whether that's about Adam Eaton getting DFA'd and I, him having a roster spot for good. I mean, low key, I think that I think either that way, I it. love Brian Goodwin's swag on the field. Like it's here's the thing, I know you're a Hamilton homie. I am, and I think you might talk about him a little bit more later. And I, I don't mind Billy Hamilton at all. I really do enjoy him. I'm not on the Billy Hamilton hate train uh, as our guy Kerry is, um, <laughs> but I will say this. Brian Goodwin is – he's just out there having a good time, and he's playing solid baseball. And that's what I love about Brian Goodwin, and I love that tweet. And he is just – he is there for the moment. He, he is. He's there to win, too. And I love that your shit went off in the background, too. Yeah, Boris Sekulich just scored a goal. brand. For the, for the Chicago Fire. That's what the update that I just got was. So. Oh, Chicago Fire, yeah. Woo! I'm so cultured. American soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Euros are going on. Okay, okay. But hold on, hold on. We have a flip side of the coin, right? 
I'm very much in. Fa- I'm, I'm taking Yasmani. I'm taking Yas too, but Good well, the reason why I'm taking that is specifically because this is a this is a big big fucking deal. And maybe I'm not gonna like buy all the way in and say like, yeah, he actually is gonna come back because of this tweet or this instagram story but it's a good thing to know that literally the day of his surgery he's sitting on the couch watching the game and and putting it out on instagram that he's trying to come back as soon as he fucking can um so that's cool um real quick go ahead do we know about the grandal injury update yet yeah he get uh timeline the new timetable because he's he went from Torn. Four to six weeks with a tear yeah and now he had surgery and uh Updated timeline TBD, but I mean that's why I'm taking a little bit more stock than I probably should into his Instagram story because we have no other information out there, and I'm hoping that you know, hey, maybe you know this sucks, but it's going to be eight weeks instead of six weeks. But I heard a rumor that they're expecting him back before the end of the regular season. I think that's extremely hopeful, and I'm betting that by the end of the regular season is going to be like. September 30th when Detroit rolls into town yeah I think that that's the most optimistic and the most th- that's the if he's coming back at all that's the likeliest right you know like I think that's the way I see it um but having him back by then is still pretty fucking good so this or that you got this which is TA7 with a four hit game or that Leary Garcia a TA double away <laughs> Didn't even let me. Uh, Garcia. This is today. Sorry. This is today. Leary Garcia had a, a double away from the cycle. It's easily TA because TA right now, his plate approach over the last week or so, he doesn't look like he's stressing anymore. He's not swinging for the fences. Yeah. He's not trying to do too much up there. Yeah. He's going out there. He's finding the ball. He's hitting it. And wherever it lands, it lands. He's not trying to pull too much. A lot of his hits have been to center or even opposite field. That's what Tim Anderson does. That's what Tim Anderson is realizing the kind of hitter he is. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that's going to be 30-30. He, he's starting to realize that now at this point in the season. Yeah. Like, he's not going to be a guy that's going to hit 30 bombs in a season. He's not a guy that, honestly, at this point is even going to maybe even steal 30 bags. Um, that would be on the high side for him, for sure. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Getting nabbed he's, today. He's realizing help. more and more that he is one of the best contact hitters in the league, and he's going out there, and he's proven it, and he did it today with the four-hit game. Yeah. Okay? And that is what gets me hyped because this team needs him to be that four-hit player Yeah. a game, especially when you've got an ailing Mankata, a Grandal that's going to be out, a Madrigal that's out for the rest of the season, Eloy and Luis who still don't have rehab assignments yet, right? Mm-hmm. T.A. and those kinds of games are especially needed, and he's starting to get into that rhythm, which is huge. And I think him not making the All-Star game is a little light, light the fire under the ass, yeah. which is exactly what he needs, and I absolutely love it. Get hype. I couldn't agree more. And I think that like what you were saying last week is that the All-Star game doesn't matter. I still stand by I think the All-Star game matters to Maybe these guys. Maybe in the mind frame. Yeah. So I love it when they don't make it. But here's the th- that's that's the thing is like it's all about what you take from it as as a player. If you're gonna take it and be like, all right, well, fuck you too. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get playing the rest of ha- the second half of the season. So you guys look silly. Um, that's a good thing, right? Okay, this or that, this Adam Eaton DFA or that Yonder Alonso DFA. What's what do you prefer? Ooh, this is a tough one for me. Yeah, this Just is a reach. This is going to the way back. Yeah, I'm talking Yonder Alonso. When was the last time you heard I, that? Because I never liked Yonder Alonso, ever. Like, I had mm-hmm. no reason to like Yonder Alonso, mm-hmm. even though we saw a game-winning single off Hell of his yeah, bat we did. in 2019 <laughs> against Baltimore. Um, he was kicking I, ass, man. I think just for the here and now, it's I, this is recency bias for sure, but it's the Eaton DFA. Just because right now, I mean, you signed this guy to a one-year, $8 million contract, yep. and he is playing like he is a scrub that you just pulled up from AAA. Yeah. Adam well, Eaton's toast. Like He's gone. He, he's toast. Offensively, defensively, toast. My problem is 
and this is why I'm actually going to take that. I'm taking Yonder Alonso's DFA. Um, my problem is I think he's going to go and get picked up and produced for somebody else, and that's S- going to be really annoying. Sp- and I'm not saying that it's you, a good saying, thing. Are you saying Spanky the Yankee? Oh, shit, fuck. That's actually, yeah, probably. But I'm not saying that I wish we'd kept him. He wasn't going to succeed on this in this team. He wasn't going to succeed in this lineup. It just wasn't happening. Don't force it. Don't wait for it to happen either. Just say adios. Have fun somewhere else. Should have never been an option in the first place. Uh, maybe you want. Maybe it was an option, but it never should. You never should have pulled the trigger on him. And when was that? Late February. No, it was December, bro. It was before the new year. We signed him in December. There's no way it was before the new. It year. was 12 10 2020. I I saw it today. That's when we got him. Unbelievable. Before, anyway, yeah, th- I took Yonder, Alon- Yonder Alonso because he was just sitting there as a bad taste in your mouth from the missed uh, opportunity with Manny Machado. For <laughs> and that's and he was just sitting on the lineup, shitting just a brick more every front day. Front office blunders. And I absolutely it was, love it. And so that's why that's why I was so happy the day that we DFA'd Yonder Alonso. It was just it was just so bad, top to bottom. And, really, and I know that. you're a Han bot, and I really want to like Rick Han, but I lump him in with the rest of the front office, which is atrocious. Your team is in first place right now, my guy. It's all it's not coming of the front together. Office. That's for damn sure. It's all coming together. You Holy traded Chris Sale hell. to do this, man. You traded Adam Eaton to do this, man. Thank God that they're that our pitching has been lights out. Pitching's our pitching been has been a top three in the league and throughout the entire season. Two of those were offseason acquisitions. Carlos Rodon, technically an offseason right. acquisition, and Lance, Lance Lynn, baby. Lynn. Another dub today for Lance and Lynn. And another one, Dallas Keuchel, who's, you know, not. Well, the year before, yeah. He's not playing great, but he is an acquisition. Well, and those are the I'm kinds of acquisitions saying. that you need to make as a front office, not so Adam Eaton. So what you're you saying bite, is you don't bite right away. You're a Hanbot too now. That's what you're saying. That's what. Oh, no, I'm saying that the rest of the front office is atrocious. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this or that. We got this, which is Billy Hamilton's diving catch, uh, in the rain, in the dirt. And I'm throwing in the reactions from the pitchers because I think they're pretty golden too. Mm-hmm. And Liam Hendricks' reaction to that. By the way, that was an 800, 80% chance that it was a base hit is 800, 800 XBA, ex- which is expected, expected batting, batting average. average. There you go. Look at you using StatCast. I knew you were oh going to – Yeah, I knew you wanted to see that. You were like, oh, well, Holy I just got to check the expected batting average. Ladies so I just and pulled it for you. This, well, is a, this is a unicorn right here. <laughs> Tommy's using XBA. I, I knew you needed it. <gasps> this is for you. I did this for you, Steve. Unbelievable. You're so smart. I'm so well, proud of you. God damn it. <laughs> so, or that, this is, that was this, this is that, TA7 leaping grab in the day game. Li- and today. Plus, that's today. Plus Lance Lynn's reaction, which was actually hilarious. And that's an expected batting average of 850. It's easily the B-ham catch. Oh, yeah. Um, I know... I was getting ragged on thinking that I wasn't a Hamilton homie earlier today. I lo- Like I said, I really like Billy Hamilton. I like Brian Goodwin more. Goodwin gang is my, <laughs> my move. But I, l- I really like Billy Hamilton. I will say this. I love Billy Hamilton defensively. Yes. Um, I, I got I to say, that was an amazing play. Runs today. It was an incredible play. Um, and honestly, it's plays like that that kind of, yeah, I know you can't measure this. But they lift up the spirits of your team. Oh yeah, so oh yeah. I TA's obvious w- another great grab, really good play. Yeah. Um, but there's something to that Hamilton catch, even when you're up by multiple runs. I could not agree more. And the fact that it's in the ninth inning is a big deal too. Right. And just it was it was absolutely fucking amazing. Plus, like TA seven, he it was expected at batting average of eight fifty, but it would have been a base hit. Like if that gets past Billy Hamilton in the ninth, that's double probably maybe triple, triple maybe tri- it's off probably Kep- it's off Kepler's bat. It's a triple off Kepler's bat, and in the rain, you know, you got whoever probably Brian Goodwin in left field, whoever it was yesterday, doesn't matter. Yeah, not it was check. Goodwin in left. Yeah, so uh, he would have had to run over in the rain, like make a full stop with his cleat in the dirt, grab the ball and throw it. Like it would have been too much, probably a triple. You're right. So. Billy Hamilton's diving catch 100% takes that. However, shout out to Lance Lynn's reaction to Billy to, to Tim Anderson's catch. 
is fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, Lancelin. Goddamn golden. The, the little little like, fingers. Little love it. There's love it, like, been a lot of memes like that are coming out right now. About thumbs that. up. It was the, like the giggles. The, mi- all of Minnesota is this big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fucking hilarious. Okay, so this, which is, and I know where you're gonna land on it. I know where I'm gonna land on it. This is the end of the segment, by the yeah. way. This. The Cubs losing 11 straight games or that Cleveland losing nine straight games? I don't even know how this is a question. I hate that this is a question. Well, it is a question to a lot of people, I'm sure. No. The Cubs, unless you are playing them in a matchup, right? whether that be in the regular season, whether that be in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. they don't matter. They are not a division foe. They are not a rival. It's not a true rivalry. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. I will fight people tooth and nail on this. Cleveland losing nine straight is so much more important to the White Sox right now. Absolutely. And moving forward. You thought I was going to say the Cubs losing 11 straight was more? No. you're. What the fuck? You, you said I was going to weigh in different. I don't know you? Oh, okay. I thought you said I was going to weigh in differently than you on no, this. No. I know exactly where you're going to land, and I'm landing there as well. Me. Yeah. Inject... Cleveland losing nine straight into my veins. I straight into I it. I am so I. They were the number one on my on my hate list for a reason. I'm get, getting getting those veins. I don't primed. know. I don't know why they were that they were your number four on hate list, right? Like you you they care, were yeah. You do not hate them as I, much I think as it's anybody else. In I've never met a like a ridiculous Cleveland fan. And I've, n- I really enjoyed my time at their ballpark, and I think they have a really cool ballpark. I appreciate in comparison you saying to the rest that. Of the teams in the central. That that is your experience. I appreciate you saying that. However, comma just like Google Indians fan in an Indians headdress. That's that's all you need to see because they're they're fucking idiots. I think a lot of that is going away though. A lot of it is going away because there are a lot of shitty White Sox no- fans too. Oh oh. Oh, do I know? Oh, do I know that to be true? Um, love everybody out there. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to definitely take that, which is Cleveland Indians lo- losing oh, yeah, nine absolutely. straight games. It's not even I cannot a believe s- I said their team name twice. I can't believe it. Anyway, so. Not even a question, though. Not it, not no, even close. No, absolutely not. It's it's definitely Cleveland losing Honestly, those games. If it's, let's, let's keep rolling. Yeah. Let's like, keep rolling. Take advantage of that. Even while we're down, just keep taking advantage of them losing because you're going to need every game moving into the second half of the season. Oh, yeah. You're damn right. So, before we hop into the next segment, let's take a quick break. I might need another beer. I'm ready for another claw, baby. Ooh, ain't no laws when drinking the claws. (laughs) No free ads. Welcome back to the Sons of Honarchy podcast. Uh, as many of you know, uh, who are normal listeners, regular listeners, uh, we occasionally do a segment called the Minoso Minute uh, when we talk about an issue that's going on in baseball outside the lines, something that's more important than just the game itself. Uh, the name of the segment gets, uh, obviously, its name from Minnie Minoso, White Sox legend, who uh, broke the color barrier for Latino players for the Chicago White Sox. My Minoso Minute is in regard to the Trevor Bauer situation that's going on uh, right now uh, in regard to his sexual assault allegations uh, right now that are going on. Um, I'm going to say this first. I think there is a normalization of sexual assault in sports, especially when it comes to superstar athletes. And I'm just going to say to everyone, to sports media, to anyone who is normalizing it, quit it. Cut it out. Um, As we've talked about before on this podcast, guys who are really good at their job, especially in sports, can often get away with these sorts of things. And whether that be right or wrong really isn't up for debate. Um, But it's up to individuals and organizations to start taking a stance on it because we all know that Major League Baseball is, as a league, is not going to uh, do their job in regard to this, un- unfortunately. Um, they don't have enough clout. They leave it to those who have the money and the influence, and we all know the commissioner's office does not have that in Major League Baseball. Um, in regard to standing up against it, I do want to highlight 
former Dodgers and eventually A's pitcher, uh, Dave Stewart. Um, the Dodgers' 40-year anniversary of their 1981 World Series championship is coming up right now. And uh, they invited Dave Stewart to come back and be a part of their, their festivities, their celebration of the championship. And Dave Stewart said no. And the Dodgers came back and they were like, why aren't you coming? And he's like, the way you're handling the Bauer situation is terrible. When I was a part of the Dodgers organization, this would not be handled in this way. And the Dodgers said, until anything is proven, we stand behind the player and the player's organization. Which Stewart said he abused a woman and broke one of the unwritten rules of baseball. Um, which is very, very true. Um, so shout out to Dave Stewart and shout out to all of the athletes uh, and all of the organizations that do take a very strong stance against this. Um, my hope is that what in regard to the situation, whatever the truth is, that it is brought to light and that um, justice is served, period, end of discussion. So that was my Minoso Minute. Thanks for taking a listen. Tom, thanks for letting me have a minute there. I really appreciate that. I appreciate you bringing that to the table. Like, no holds barred. That was great. Like, that is – it was bad enough that they – when the allegations first came out, too, if you didn't yeah. know, the Dodgers let him pitch. I did not know it was on a start. When the game. allegations first came out, the Dodgers let him pitch until Major League put him on – MLB put him on administrative leave. So, that's probably another mm. reason why Dave Stewart mm. gave them the middle finger. Um, wow. Yeah. F- Sorry, pardon my French. Fucking ridiculous. Um, well, so, let's talk White Sox baseball because we're a White Sox baseball podcast. Indeed we are. Indeed um, we are. I, you obviously have heard me, those of you who have listened to the last couple episodes, nah. rant over and over and over. Beat a dead horse, so be it. About the White Sox needing to trade for somebody. Did you say that they they need to trade for something? Uh, I think that you might have mentioned that. Uh, Maybe once past. or twice. Yeah. Okay. Like each episode, the just last. Just wanted to clarify. Cool. Just wanted to clarify. Yep. Yep. Like when all of our guys started getting injured, and now we have, yes, yeah. out for yeah. at least two months. I'm pretty sure you were talking about trading at the deadline last off season. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. When it didn't exist, right? Yeah, exactly. Of course. Sorry, I'm always looking to the future. I I get in my armchair GM mindset, and I go, what can I do to make this team better? And as a fan, I cannot do anything to make the team better <laughs> other than maybe spend more money on tickets. Well, you're definitely doing and that. And concessions. You're definitely doing that. I have definitely that. bought my weight in beer this year, too, at the yeah, ballpark. And then some. But coming from double shot Tommy over here <laughs> in the right field corner. <laughs> I was coherent throughout the whole game, unlike someone. Um, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> came out of my mouth. I swear, as the game went on, I got better. As the game went on, I became more sober, and I kept drinking. But at the beginning of that game, <laughs> Carrie or no, was getting me riled no, up. No, that was like the sixth or seventh inning. That was not. I swear to God, that was earlier in the game. <laughs> um, that's so funny. All right, I, so that, just putting that out there. That's all. That's all that you. is. Go ahead and try to translate that for us if you'd like. Yes, if someone wants to make a translation of that, feel free. Um, <laughs> so I have, I have four trade scenarios for you, Tom. Four trade scenarios with four different teams involving pieces that would improve. The Chicago White Sox. Are you ready for these? Hit me with them. So what I'm going to have you do, I'm going to have you listen to all four, and then I'm going to have you pick your favorite trade scenario and tell me why. Okay, the first one would be a tentative trade with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and there was uh, an athletic article that actually came out with this being apparently a realistic trade. Adam Frazier, second baseman, and Chris Stratton, pitcher, for Matthew Thompson, Brian Ramos, and Bailey Horn. That's the first one. Okay. Second one, Arizona, which we all know was apparently supposed to be a trade and fell through. <laughs> Not really sure what happened there. Bob Nightingale, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Bob Nightingale, uh, the curse of Bob Nightingale. So it's going to be, because this even more so, I think, is realistic now that Yaz is out. Eduardo Escobar, Stephen Vogt, and Joaquin Soria 
four, Jared Kelly, Jake Berger, and Caden McClure. The third option would mm-hmm. be a trade with the struggling Miami Marlins. Starling Marte for Andrew Dahlquist and DJ Gladney. And the last one, which another Bob <laughs> kiss, Bob's kiss of death. Trevor Story for Gavin Sheets and Hunter Schriever. Okay. Who, by the way, Hunter Schriever, for those of you who don't know, has been the most successful AAA pitcher for the White Sox this year. Great. Starter. Cool. Um, glad you put that out there, honestly. Um, literally throw that last trade out immediately because TA7's my shortstop. Okay, but the move would be to move Story to second. Good luck getting a – he's an all-star, right? I'm pretty sure he's an all-star. Not the uh, – I don't know if he is this year. Okay. He's had a struggling season. But he still hits bombs. And I – said 13 oh, on the year. field effect, whatever. Um, he's still a really, really good shortstop and would be the starting shortstop on probably 60 to 70% of teams in the league right now. Yeah. I mean, that's conservative. Yeah, like, I mean, he's really good. He's really good. So we're going to trade for a really, really good starting shortstop when we have Tim Anderson. I just I don't have time for whatever controversy would come out of that. I don't have time for it. Okay. Period. End of story. Um, so that's gone right, right away. Um, and I know literally last podcast we were saying, if you got a bat and you're swinging it well, we'll find a place for exactly. you. Exactly. I that don't, would be the move. I don't have time for that. I just don't. So be it. Move on to the next one then, Thompson. Sets off the table for you. So I'm going bottom to top. We got the crack em. Shout crack out to em. On Top Sportsnet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's your favorite line. Um, however, comma, there was a great tweet today that was comparing um, slide mechanics of Billy Hamilton and Buzz on Tap. Oh yes, um, I think <laughs> I, I I think I have to credit Sammy Davis Jr. I think he may have been the one that was, it was, was just talking about so the funny. comparison, and it was literally like I mean, if you haven't seen the tweets of Buzz uh, like sliding through the mud in Lot B, you should you should find that for Great yourself. Great video. Um, anyway, so the th- I'm going bottom to top. Starling Mar- Starling Marte for Andrew Dahlquist and DJ Gladney. You know. I really like that one. That's that's still on the list. Eduardo Escobar, Stephen Vogt, and Joaquin Soria. That literally solves for Jared Kelly, Jake Berger, and Kate McClure. That solves so many problems for you, but you lose Jake Berger, who's actually playing pretty well since being called up. Like Right. So say Mankata's at he's actually healthy. Exactly. Right? Where are you gonna put Berger? I don't know. You're gonna put Trevor Story at second base, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you can literally do whatever you want in this world. But even with the current lineup that the Sox have, you, I mean, literally, you you do. You put Jake Berger at second base. But that what about what about Leary swinging the hot stick? What about outfield? No problems. Like, Le- that's one thing you're never gonna have a problem with is where do I put Leary Garcia? He's playing well right but now. But that's He'll what Eduardo Escobar would be, anything. right? That's what Eduardo Escobar would be. So it's basically, it's do you want proven Eduardo Escobar or do you want? Leo Garcia? Like no, well, Jake Berger. <laughs> Jake Berger. I, I want proven Eduardo Escobar. And the the other thing, though, is like you're, you're getting Eduardo Escobar. You're also getting Steven Vogt, who's a decent enough. Not great. He's going to play catcher for you. Is That's fine. Right. You know, Collins would probably start ahead of him, which is tough for Steven Vogt to swallow. I think Collins is better than Steven Vogt. Yeah. But, but, he's, but he's a major league bat with, like, average. Yeah, sub subpar major league bat, and he's, he's a backup catcher. A backup. He is catcher, a backup catcher in major league baseball. But he's definitely been on good teams in the past in the A's and the. G- he was actually in the Giants when they were super shitty, so that's not a good comparison. <laughs> um, but he's been on decent teams. He's he's fine. You know, he's gonna be fine. Then you have Joaquin Soria, who's just a like he's fine. He's just a relief pitcher that's gonna be fine. You know, and gives you some depth. But even we've said it right. They need depth in the bullpen, and it's yeah, and it's literally it's not it's not you're gonna you're not asking Joaquin Soria to come in and be your closer. Right, you're not asking him I'm, to come. I'm in basically your... asking you: Do you want Matt Foster or do you want Joaquin Soria? Exactly, and you know in that situation you're gonna say I want Joaquin Soria. You should. So, 
That's actually probably me, my number one. I just want to take a moment to say no to Adam Frazier. Because Why? fuck I want to hear you on that. Because fuck you, Steve. You're because, way too high on because this Because I am on the Adam Frazier yeah, train. The f- I don't, I'm sick and tired of hearing it. Here's that's, the deal. That's literally why I'm saying no to that. The f- the f- the bottom three, the, you worked yourself from the bottom to the top. So yeah. the story trade, the Marte trade, the Eduardo Escobar trade, those are all tentatives, right? Like right. I created those, right? right? The top one came from an athletic article today. Yeah, athletic is a trustworthy. It's not Bob Nightingale is right. what we're saying. It's you know better I mean? writing, <laughs> much better writing than Bob Nightingale. Um, you're you're going to trust it. And they're saying that this is a realistic trade. Adam Frazier and Chris Stratton. So you fill the second base gap. You fill the bullpen gap. Yeah, that's huge. And I know you give up your number three pitching or number three overall prospect in the right. system in Matthew Thompson. He's uh, not coming in until you said the ETA was twenty twenty three on him. Yep. That's you know, you're not gonna use him until the end of the right. window if you use him in the window. Right. Ramos is a guy that a bunch of people are high on. Um he's got a decent hit tool, he's got some some legs, but um I I don't know. He's number whatever, 12 in your system right now for a reason. Um, and then Bailey Horn, who I hadn't even heard of until today. Left-handed yeah. pitching prospect. I think it's important that you bring up that that's, like, actually possible because the Athletic floated it versus your, like, God trade of literally solving all of our problems using the Diamondback system. And Isn't that your favorite, <laughs> though? That's got to be your favorite, That's right? great. Yeah, no, that's, that. like, if we're going to put a number on it, it's number two with the Eduardo Escobar, Stephen Vogt, and Joaquin Soria for Jake. Jared Kelly, Jake Berger, and Cade McClure. I'm going to take that trade. Right. Like, so that leads great. me to a big question. <laughs> Is there anyone that's off the table for you? Like um, in regard to the White Sox the prospects. In regard to the prospects, who's off the table? Oh, I just burped in the mic. My bad. That's um, all good. That's Sons of Honarchy tradition. <laughs> I would say the only like prospect – well, I shouldn't say the only because I'm sure I'm going to be like, well, I don't want to give him up either. The only guy that's like totally off the table for me is Andrew Vaughn at this point. Like his hit tool is legit as got as right. It's, so it's he's so technically good. graduated as a prospect yeah, too. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and I, I mean, that, yeah. So you're right. He, he's probably graduated as a prospect, but then like, do I put in Gavin Sheets there too? Gavin mm. Sheets is technically not graduated. So, but I, is he off the table for you? He he's damn close to being off the table. What about Garrett Crochet? Because he's not in any of these offers. I'm willing to listen okay. is what it comes down so to. So say, for example, you take Jarrett Kelly off that list, and they want, instead of Jarrett Kelly, Garrett Crochet. Say it's Crochet, Burger, and McClure for That's Escobar, Vote and Soria. It's too high of an asking price at that point because you're losing Jake Berger and Garrett Crochet. I, that's the thing. It's like, this is fucking calculus that I leave to my guy, Rick Hahn. <laughs> like, I, I'm a Hanbot for a reason. I, I don't need to think about the nitty-gritty because I trust – in Han, like they, so, they, we put it at the end of our podcast. So you're for telling, a goddamn are reason. you telling me right now that Rick Han's going to do it to the league again? He's probably going to do it to the league a couple times before we're done with this window. I really hope so. Prayers. <laughs> I'm. I would love any of these deals, to be honest with you. Yeah, even if it was good. the Adam Frazier, Chris Stratton. One. Like actually, to be honest with you, the White Sox give up the least in all of the things that I listed yeah. here. No, absolutely. Um, and and the, the the key being that we're renting everybody. You know, these are not... I don't know what Stratton's contract looks like, but Adam Frazier is under contract through 2022. And to be honest with you, the White Sox have been forever trying to fill that right field hole. Yeah. Adam Frazier has played outfield in his career. Corner outfield. So has Starling Marte. And I would love <laughs> some Starling Marte on this team. That is very true. That defensive outfield, like, say it's Ingle, Marte, and Luis when he's healthy. Yeah. Nothing's getting past that outfield. And you know that. That would be a dream. The, the Marlins oh. are, are not dumb. They're not going to hold on to Starling no. Marte and get nothing for him. Right. They're going to give him up this year. So it's. I've heard rumors that he really likes Miami, though. So like they're forever like team friendly contract kind of deal like or even just a few more years, or they I sign mean, him and trade him. That would be a really interesting one, right? That would yeah, that would be intense. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of these are pipe. There's dreams, no such thing as sign and trades anymore, and that is true. Slash, it's not the NBA you. here, unless unless you're on Nolan Arenado. <laughs> 
God, the Rockies are such a poverty organization. So they make the bad. White Sox they're look like big they're spenders. They're horrible. They're so bad. I mean, the, their or their owners are or their new owners are better than whoever the hell. Or was it was it their owners that really fucked it up, or was it the uh, GM? I want to really say it was the GM. Anyway, the, the, whoever it was is gone. Thank the Lord. So there's that for um, them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just in general, it's better for baseball <laughs> if that that market isn't just a shithole, in my opinion. Um, Robert Barrett's just scored scored a goal for the Chicago Fire. <laughs> Sorry, that's a good thing. That's a good thing, everybody. What does that have to do with White Sox? I, I don't know. I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm scrolling past it. I'm scrolling past it. So uh, we got a segment here called "He Said It." This um, is Tommy's new favorite segment. I by like the way. it. I like. I really want to hear. I want to hear what the team's saying. That's that's what it comes down to. I I don't care necessarily as much about what the media says. I want to hear what my my guys are saying. Right. That's fair. Right. Like Brian so, Goodwin on Twitter. We want to hear what <laughs> Brian Goodwin's saying on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And Yasmani Grandal on his couch. I want to know what he's typing out to the squads. All right. So it says this is Tim Anderson, your shortstop, not Trevor Story. He can go ahead. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Still be a great addition to the team, and you can't uh, even lie to yourself. I, no. I Even if he moved second. I, no. I just don't. I Whatever. Continue. It says a lot about this organization. It says a lot about each and every one of our teammates. Said Tim Anderson. Said Tim Anderson. We know they come to the ballpark ready to compete. We go out there and give it everything we got and see what happens. Okay. Um, Then we got another one from Lance Lynn in the same vein. I haven't been here to see what they do in the minor leagues, but the guys come ready to play. Same exact quote, basically. If you look at the prospects, their high-end prospects wouldn't be where they were if they weren't talented, they're getting them ready to play when they get here. So my question to you following those tweets is, are you buying it? Are you are you a Han bot like these guys are? I don't think that's a Han bot question. I think that's a minor league development question, which has always been a big question on the forefront of my mind when it comes to this team, when right. it comes to the White Sox organization in general. Yeah, so like, I've asked Dan Victor about mm-hmm. this a couple times. Mm-hmm. I've asked other people who have ears in the system. Uh, what this team was doing six years ago was terrible. Right. And then with the rebuild came a restructuring and a refocus on minor league development. Yeah. And that's a shame that we let the talent of Tatis go. It's a shame that we didn't realize what Marcus Simeon was capable of mm-hmm. or Chris Bassett or even like J.B. Wendelkin yep. or Eduardo Escobar. Yeah. Don't forget Eduardo Escobar was in the White Sox organization at uh-huh. one point. Um, so I do buy it. I really do because I think that the fact that guys are coming up and they're ready to go and they're playing de- at least decent – yeah. is really a testament to things succeeding on the lower level. And to be honest with you, Justin Jerschel, am I pronouncing that right? I don't know. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> manager now with Birmingham. Okay. He's made his way up. He's 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 made his way th- from low A to high A to now double A as a manager. And right. he's getting kind of bred as this future manager of the White Sox. So what you're saying is, screw Miguel Cairo, give me Jershaw all day. I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I don't have enough insight into that, and I haven't thought deeply enough about it. Miguel Cairo is totally the manager of the future, and you know it. But remember, what was Miguel Cairo before? Yeah, he was like the Yankees, like infield defense coach or something like super random and not like a highbrow position by any stretch but he was also sought after by like organizations like people looked at him and said like oh miguel cairo like he could be a manager in the future i don't know why i mean i don't know the guy was like an assistant infield coach yeah he was like not like i mean yeah you're an assistant infield coach for glaber torres and DJ LeMahieu, great. Not, but not if he was working fielders. on their defensive yeah, exactly. stuff, I mean, <laughs> DJ's not quick. I mean, he's solid defensively. But 
Glaber has fell off. Yeah, defensively especially. <laughs> like, he was supposed to be, like, a high-grade infielder, and he is not good defensively. <clears throat> yeah. Well, maybe maybe it's because Miguel Cairo left, so he forgot how to play defense. Maybe it's because Miguel Cairo led him there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I really don't know about so the whole Gershaw Miguel Cairo thing, but Justin Gershaw. Yeah. All right. If I'm mispronouncing it, apologies, but well, it might hey, be Gershley, But <laughs> who's who's to say? I'm, right. I don't know. But so you're you're buying it. In other words, like the development. I is am where buying that the development has majorly improved over the last five years, and that is why we have these guys coming up and producing right away. That, as well as, I mean, to point it to the Han thing, I think the dra- or, or even like your talent recruitment, mm-hmm. your ability to scout talent mm-hmm. on the college level or even in trades, has improved. It's more so on the college level because trades like, you know, Blake Rutherford have kind of fallen flat. Yeah, and a lot of our first-round picks have been... There was a stat just the other day that, like, we had the most first-round picks by our team on our field at the major league level in in a given day. We had, like, seven first-round picks. It was Garrett Crochet on the roster... Oh, um, on the entire roster. Yeah, on the on roster. The entire roster, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes. It was Garrett Crochet and Berger and Sheets. Sheets is a second rounder. TA. Uh, so sorry, not sh- not Sheets then. Um and Rodon yep. and um there was another one out. There was a couple Collins. more Collins. Collins. Yeah. So like all these first round draft picks, right? And uh Andrew Vaughn. Carson Fulmer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Carson Fulmer. Exactly. <laughs> Talk about a swing and a miss. Low hanging fruit had to. Um, no, I. But it's like it's. It does speak to exactly what you're saying. Like th- this scouting and and development and all that is there now in a way that it wasn't. And what's nice is that your top talent fucking can tell, and they're talking about it. Right. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Is like, look, your guys For are sure. noticing in in a time like this where you have, which is helpful too. It helps the morale. I know you can't measure that again. Yeah. But when they, you know, when the team gets hit with injuries and the replacement level talent is at least replacement level. Yeah. Your all stars benefit off that, and they they, and they feed can off feel of that. it. Exactly. They feel it, man. That TWTW, it's not measurable except in the win column. Let's go, baby. There it is. <laughs> well, hey, did uh, did Cleveland lose their second game today? I believe they did. I'm going to double check that really did. quick, Tom. Because we could have a little celebration right here, right feed, now feed if me, they did. Feed me your final thoughts as I'm looking that up. Well, my final thoughts are this team is <laughs> built for the long haul. Um, however, when you have everyone out right now, it's just it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough July. August is going to be really fucking exciting, though, because you're going to have people starting to come back uh, or news of people starting to come back. So I'm so excited to see if your guys like Vaughn and Sheets mm-hmm. and and Berger can keep it up through July. Yeah, I don't but know. Mostly, really I'm don't excited. Know. Mostly, I'm excited for August and and September and fucking October, baby. I mean, October. Uh, it was really funny. I I saw the playoff uh, prediction chart. Yeah, the White Sox are basically at ninety seven percent. Yeah, probability. Oh, yeah. to make the playoffs, which is to win the AL Central. And speaking of with the in with the Cleveland Baseball Club. Did they lose? They did. So you already said it. Nine straight losses. For exactly. Them. And yeah, today yeah. was the ninth straight. Okay. Yeah. That's eighth I thought, and ninth. Eighth I thought, and ninth straight losses. Yeah. They had a doubleheader that they dropped both of. Hilarious. They're so bad. I love it. Now I'm a little bit worried about Tampa Bay, especially with. Uh, they're good, dude. I told you. Well, I told you for the millionth time they're good as hell, and you should really be scared of them. Not until oh they they really weren't. Pardon me. Until they called up. I can't with you. Wander Franco is up. Until they and called up. Until they called up Wander Franco, Franco, and until they called up Vidal Brujan. They called up Lil Brew today. Wow. For the extra man. So they, uh, I, I hope that Dude, they keep him there. Bro. Brujan's going to be good in the future. They're a good team, and Kevin Cash is out here making moves too. I just hope he makes uh, a mishap with a starter in a game seven, maybe in an ALCS, <laughs> um, or doesn't get lucky <laughs> with a Michael Brasau. Home run off of uh, a flame throwing lefty. Okay, well they deserved a little bit of love when they lost to the cheating uh, Houston Astros in 2019. 
I'm that's because they they should have been in the playoff in the World Series in 2019, if you ask me, because they got knocked off by the Houston Astros and the Houston Astros were cheating that year. If if uh, you know, yeah, yeah, are, 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 are the Tampa Bay Rays the the Geico commercial with the the guy with the fish pole? Oh, you almost had it. You know, you yeah. got the cash <laughs> on the end. Oh, you almost had it. <laughs> they are with money and championships. Yeah, exactly, especially because it's cash oh, in that commercial. Almost a dollar spent, bill. They're chasing the dollar bill all the time. You <laughs> almost spent enough money to make uh, yourselves a World Series contender. Like, almost did it. Oh no, not quite. Uh, that's super funny. I love that comparison. Okay, exactly. Well, well uh, uh, three games and then the All Star break. Oh my God, we we didn't tease it at all. You're going to Baltimore. How excited are you to see the Camden Yards? I am extremely excited, honestly. PNC was great, right? But I'm honestly more excited for Camden Yards. I think I I have been. I'm not been surprised. Weaving for Pittsburgh and getting to experience Pittsburgh, I'm very excited for my. I'm only doing the f- two games. I'm doing the Friday and the Saturday in Baltimore. I fly back on Sunday, and uh, then I'll, I'll rest myself, just like the White Sox will rest themselves. Yes, and for Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. and just. Uh, Hopefully, keep on keeping on against a really bad Baltimore yeah, a team. Really bad. They're twenty five back. I checked. Yes. twenty five back, which is like which it's you know, July, bro. It's it's Boston <laughs> too. You know, they're twenty five yeah, back ass. of Boston, yeah. who's very good right now. Um, but all that being said, twenty five back. They in can't. July, bro. They cannot pitch. And I really hope that this is like a confidence booster for the offense. Yeah, yeah. You got Jake Berger going yard like every game. Come on, that'll that'll get you going. Andrew Vaughn like starting a new hit streak. I'm ready, dude. Yep. I'm ready. But you'll be seeing some uh, some postcards from Baltimore with me and uh, hopefully Bennett Carroll as well. I know Bennett will be there too. Hell yeah, dude. And, and speaking of teasers. We've got something to tease as well for our next oh, episode. Oh, yeah. It's literally official as of the break. Um, <laughs> as of our, our beer break. Yeah, we are going to be doing a podcast with the the 108 men. Yes, we are. The OG3. The OG3. It's We're we're really excited about it. It's going to be next week. Uh, they're probably going to bust our balls for most of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, they will, but I'm very <laughs> excited for it. So make sure you guys tune in to make sure that, you know... <laughs> We get all the shit that we deserve. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be so fucking funny. Um, I'm really excited about it. They're obviously the best guys. The hostess, the hosts with the mosts, all of that. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Indeed. Well, Tom, do you want to wrap us up? Yeah. Uh, in Han we trust. Win the World Series, we must. Ah, I love it. Let's bold. Bold go. as hell. Let's go, baby. Yeah.